Welcome in, everyone, to the Invest Well Show. You have entered the right spot, the right location, if you want to really learn what you should be doing right now with your investments. You know, Randy, there's a lot of uh, activity out there, a lot of concern out there, a lot of questions. The market's kind of rocketed back a little bit, up almost 12% in one particular week. And, you know, now as we enter this week, we're seeing a little bit of volatility come back to the market. So the question for a lot of folks out there is, what should I do to be proactive when investing in crisis times? Well, if that's a question that you had on your mind, you've entered the right spot to get some information today on this show. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. Because I'll tell you, Randy, again, we've seen it a lot you know, throughout the years where when people invest money, they can a lot of times be the deer in the headlights when tragedy strikes or things happen. Maybe they haven't been as proactive <laughs> before as they need to be. You know, A lot of times these uh, challenging situations can cause us to have a little bit of a wake-up call and say, yeah, let's do some things a little bit differently. So... We want to talk about some solutions today on this show that can help you really strategically take steps to be more proactive with your investments during these times. Randy, as always, I want to appreciate you. I know you're doing social distancing, working from the bunker I am. in an undisclosed location in Atlanta because you're not allowed to be in the studio since you're over 75. <laughs> Here we go again. All right. Picking on the old guy. Yeah, exactly. My pool table is now my desk. Of course, the uh -huh. way I play pool, it's probably the best use for my desk. So that's yeah. just fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. We are all doing a lot of things differently right now when you think about By the it. way, you're not supposed to rub the uh, chalk for the cue. Don't rub that directly on the table. If you go to oh. Randy's pool table, you'll see there's blue chalk all over the green because he, he thinks it makes it easier to hit the ball if you rub the chalk on the table. So I should probably erase that smiley face that I put in there. I, I, I guess I misunderstood what that chalk was for, I, you know, working with my grandchild. You know, I yeah, guess well, that's a whole different deal, right? Listen, we'll get there. Good <laughs> good news is you, you're joined with someone here that actually knows how to do some things, so okay. we'll help you. All right. Very good. <laughs> well, you, when you think about it, Mike, I mean, I here I am. I've got my pool table as my desk right now, and, mm -hmm. and we're all doing things very differently. I mean, you think about yeah. it. You go to the grocery store now, and you're wearing a surgical mask. You're singing happy birthday as you wash your hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're, mm -hmm. you're, you, you get a craving for your favorite food at a restaurant. Well, you've got to have that delivered to the house now. There's yeah. a lot of different things that we're doing differently. And we say to ourselves, well, is this the new norm? Mm -hmm. But, you know, on another front there, when you sit down and look at what's going on on Wall Street, you say, well, is this the new norm? And I'm worried mm -hmm. about my money. Is that the new norm? And I think that people should probably take a step back and look at that and say, is this the way it's going to be going forward? Or should I be sitting down and looking at this differently? Well, anytime there's major things that occur in our economy, in our world, right, it, it causes things to change. It just does. I mean, we're, we're in a place where, uh, I mean, think about it like this. I mean, the Internet came on. Thank God for Al Gore, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, of course. But when the Internet came on, we're in a place where now the way we do business changed. I mean, Zoom and GoToMeeting mm -hmm. and all of those things, they never existed mm -hmm. years ago. You know, you weren't in a situation where you communicated via email years ago. Now, all of a sudden, people don't even want to leave voicemails because it's like it's a pain in the neck to actually listen to the voicemail. They want to send a text. It's too quick, right? Yeah. It's quicker. It's easier. So obviously, anytime something changes, anytime something happens, it changes the way we think. Even with real estate, as an example, back in 2008, you know, with all of those subprime mortgages and everything else like that, it's caused people to view real estate differently and how they invest in that. And so I think definitely what's happened here is going to cause people to think differently. Even when you go to the store on regular times, you're going to think about, you know, toilet paper, <laughs> paper towels differently. I was at the I was at the store the other day, the grocery store, and they had just a wonderful deal. I almost took part of 
there were two generic paper towel rolls wrapped in a nice little wrapper for sale for almost twenty dollars. So I was like, wow, what a what a bargain deal! Two rolls that are half the size of Bounty uh, wrapped together for twenty bucks. I mean, it's like I mean. <laughs> These people, what are they? What are they doing? So yes, it's going to cause investors to think differently, as it should. I think the first thing that we have to think about when we're looking at investing is I, I think a lot of investors are realizing now that they really do not have a well-rounded investment plan. You know, it's so interesting to me. I had a conversation with a couple the other week, and we were talking about the fact that their plan currently is being managed by one of those big bank companies, those big companies that you've you've heard of, you heard the names, they've been around for years, huge, huge, massive companies. And one of the things that they had said to us is they said, when we were talking about their current plan, is they said, well, from my understanding and my perspective, my investments are diversified. Now, that's not a cut on the consumer. That's a cut on, on the conversation that they're receiving from the big banks. The reality of it is they weren't diversified because they were going down just the same as the market. And I said, it's obviously clear that you might own a variety of different things. You might own a variety of different investments, but those investments are not diversified. Listen, hey, in a little newsflash to you investors out there, if your investments are following the trend of the market, in other words, if the market goes down, when I say the market, I'm talking about the S&P primarily, might be the Dow. You know, the Dow is primarily made up of 30 companies, and there are different divisions of the Dow, but the main division is 30 companies. And then you have the S&P, which is 500 companies. It's a greater read, really, of markets. And you hear me talk about that a lot. You might be saying, well, yeah, but there's the Russell and there's all these other things. But let's just talk about the S&P. If the S&P goes down 20%, and you, in your own mind, feel like your portfolio is diversified, or that's the story that you're hearing from your advisor. Hey, your portfolio is diversified. You're going to be okay. And the S&P goes down 20%, and you go down about 20%, or even more than 20%. Number one, you're not diversified well. You might own a variety of different things, but you're not diversified well. And if you're in a place where you actually go down faster than the markets, as I've mentioned before, you might actually be over-diversified. <laughs> You might, well, I've never heard of over-diversified, but you've seen the results of it. Your portfolio going down maybe faster than it should, or your portfolio not coming up as quick as it should when markets actually come back. So these are things that you have to rethink. And I think when you talk about being proactive in relation to your investing in crisis times, what are some things that you should be doing? Well, I think the first thing that you got to do is you got to think about the fact that I'm never going to allow this type of movement in my portfolio to happen again. You have to think differently. One of the things and one of the reasons that the Yale Endowment Model, as an example, has done really well over years is because they have understood the importance of alternative assets, true alternative asset classes off the market, right? That is not directly invested in the, in the stock exchange because they can limit volatility. They can limit, when I say limit volatility, I mean limit stock market volatility. China sneezes and the markets go down 20% in a day or 5% in a day because China has an issue. We didn't experience those things before. So I think it's really important when you take a look at that, we have to say we have to think differently. The other thing, Randy, I think it's important for people to realize is we are not through this yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the fact that, you know, yeah, I, I get that, Mike. I got to stay home. I got to wear a mask. I got to do all these other things. No, no. I'm talking about the fact that we are literally not through this yet. We don't know what kind of detrimental negative issues are going to kind of flush out from all of this. I just saw the report the other day that Neiman Marcus is going bankrupt. 
right? So big store throughout the country, Neiman, they're going bankrupt. And there's probably going to be others like that that we're going to see. So we don't know fully yet what it all looks like. It's like eating a pie. My wife and my daughter just made a pie. It was wonderful. But there was some, just something I couldn't put my finger on. My wife asked me, she said, how was that? It was a new recipe. And I said, it was good. But I said, there was just something. Did you ever eat something, Randy? And you're just like, I just can't place my finger on it. Something was wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, something was really missing. Your, listen, you shouldn't put your finger in the pie anyway. That's right. Off, okay. Especially in this uh, social distancing. Do not, little newsflash, don't put your finger in your pie and then suck your finger. Use a fork or a spoon or something, preferably a spoon, especially if you're eating ice cream. But there was something in there that I said, there's just something about this pie. I don't know what it is. And I told my wife, I said it was really good, but there was just something that was just could have been a little bit better. And, you know, that's what we're seeing right now. There's The economy is the pie. We have no idea what the problems are yet until they get flushed out. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if you eat that pie and there's, there's detrimental issues in there, you may not find out until it actually gets flushed down the toilet. <laughs> that's when you find out there was a problem. <laughs> Does that make sense? But with the economy... <laughs> that flushing down the toilet doesn't happen for sometimes months mm. after what actually has occurred. Because right now, remember, guys, we're in a place where we have some propping up of the system by the PPP that's being issued or some of these other things from the CARE Act. So there's some monies that are coming from the federal government. And some companies weren't even able to participate in that. And some companies are taking longer time to get monies than they need to. And when you think about these big companies or even small companies not getting the capital that they need, it affects every part of our life. It absolutely is trickle down. It's a big deal, Randy. Yeah, you talk about the dominoes that uh, one affects another. And I, I think about that. You talk about being proactive. And that, to me, means, you know, doing your research, working arm in arm with your advisor. But there's also a certain amount of reactive that's going to go on here as well, Michael. The portfolio yeah. of three to six months ago may not be the position that you want to be in today. And that means yeah. making adjustments. When you talk about real estate, as the unemployment rate goes up, people yeah. are going to have a hard time making their rent payments. That might yeah. not be the place to be. If you're a person who has a stock dividend portfolio and you're relying on that for your income. So much of that is being cut back right now. So things change and things have changed very rapidly in the last three months. Well, remember, we're in a situation where when you look at your investments, there are two very important things. You know, everybody's looking for sometimes the best next deal. I want to caution you to not be a deal finder. There's nothing wrong with looking for opportunity and deals out there. But I want you to really position your mind as though you are a plan finder, comprehensive plan finder, right? I mean, when you're going to take a vacation, you don't just say, huh, well, how can I find the best deal on, you know, sunblock? And that's your only focus. You really don't focus on where you're going to stay or how long the trip's going to be or, you know, what clothes you need to take. Your only focus is buying and finding the best sunblock available, well, that you say, like Mike, you say that doesn't make any sense at all. Why wouldn't you plan for every part of the vacation? Well, that's exactly my point. If you're looking at your investments, why would you not want to plan for every single aspect of your investments? In other words, looking for ways that you can actually reduce market risk or even eliminate market risk on portions of your portfolio. Why would you not look for ways to do insurance type planning so you can mitigate risk and increase legacy planning and all of those other things? Why would you not look for ways to mitigate or reduce taxes, not only on your current income, but also on your future income? Why would you not look for ways for opportunities that have, you know, kind of done and been there through the, through the test of time over time? Not that there's not going to be volatility, but take what it looks like. Why would you not look for ways to have an active portfolio? 
you know, one of the things, Randy, that I've talked about in some time is in our market-based portfolio right now, we have about 40% of the portfolio that's currently right now sitting in cash. Mm-hmm. We're keeping the powder dry. And then the other 60%, we have a hedge on which kind of washes out volatility for clients right now. Well, I know people might say, well, geez, if the market goes up, you don't make a bunch of money. If the market goes down, you don't make a bunch of money. Well, that's true, but what we want to do is we want to eliminate the seesaw ride. Remember back in the day when you got on a seesaw and there's a big fat guy on the other side and he jumped on and all of a sudden you popped up and fell off the seesaw? (laughs) Nobody likes the way that feels. So we want to eliminate volatility along the way. I love this quote from Mike Tyson. He says, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about that. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, right now, this coronavirus is a big punch in the mouth to our economy. And a lot of people thought they had a plan. And what they found out is the advisor that they had wasn't really providing them with specific boutique plan for them. They were just that advisor really was nothing more than a relationship manager. And that advisor was just drinking the Kool-Aid of whatever New York was feeding them for their big, large company. That's what was going on. Now, that doesn't mean the person's a bad person, but it means they really, that client was not getting a well-rounded plan. And that is so important. We have to think differently. And you've got to ask yourself the question, number one, is my investments, are my investments really diversified well? And again, if you're ebbing and flowing exactly with the market, the chances of it, the fact that they're diversified well is the fact they're not. Number two, do I have a comprehensive plan covering every aspect of my life? Listen, there's a thought that we abide by here at the firm, and we share this with people, and oftentimes it's the first time that they've heard this, but I think it's so important, and it's really important. And if you've tuned out a little bit, Maybe you started trimming your nails or you're, you know, you started you're jogging and you got hit by a bird while you're on the way and you're, you're doing your podcasting or maybe you fell off your Peloton bike. I don't know. It's very distracting. Yes. Very distracting. Yeah. I want you to tune in here right now because this is important. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. Now, listen, when I use that terminology and I say a lot of people. You might sit there and nod your head and be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't know what they want. No, no. What I'm trying to get you to understand is you put your name in there. You don't know what you want because you don't know what's available. Be willing to know what you know and be man and woman enough to know what you don't know. That's important. The only way that we improve in life is that we learn from other people that actually know more than we know about something that we're unaware of. Pride, which I love, Zig Ziglar defines very clearly as personal responsibility in daily endeavors. That's a healthy form of pride. The unhealthy form of pride is thinking that you know everything about everything and then sharing it as such. One of the things that I learned a long time ago, Randy, is we've been helping families now for almost 20 years in a variety of different capacities with their wealth, is the fact that there's a lot of things that I know, there's a lot of things that we've been able to do really good at, but there's a lot of things that I don't know. And the things that I don't know, I want to find people that know really, really well, so that way I can add them into the the quiver, if you will, and put ourselves in a place where we can add more value to people. One of the things that I always strive to do, you know, many of you have listened to me for some time, you know that we commentated, I commentated for national media for about six years, CNBC, Fox Business, Bloomberg, all that kind of thing. And when I did that, 
I always tried to stay in the lane of answering the question based on the path of what I knew and what I was good at. Instead of trying to pretend, you know, there's too many people in the industry that pretend and make up answers and make up ideas because they think it's going to gain them more credit in people's eyes by saying things and knowing everything. People that are successful in business understand this simple philosophy. And that simple philosophy is you cannot be a master of all trades, a jack of all trades, and a master of all trades. You have to specialize. you got to focus. We see this in the medical space all the time. A heart surgeon is not going to come in and help you with your plastic surgery. <laughs> That's just not what they do. They do heart surgery. So when you're working in the relation of the financial space, we have to understand at our firm, we got to know a lot of things about a lot of things. But when it gets into a specific situation, like we have clients as an example that might say, you Mike, I like the idea of doing multifamily. Should we do class A or B or C? Maybe I like middle market hotels. Maybe I like data centers. Maybe I like, you know, maybe I like the idea of doing a grocery store shopping centers. By the way, great asset to own right now. Okay. And those are all things that we've done for families that we work with. But you know what, Randy? One of the things that I've done is each and every day, I haven't physically gone out and purchased myself multifamily properties or hotels, but I've worked with companies and small companies boutique-wise that all they do is just that. You know what I can do? I can go in and look at balance sheets. I can look at management. I can look at previous deals. I can look at their PPMs, I can look at all of their documents and I can read through them because I've read through lots of documents in the past and say, okay, is this a good deal? Is this the right thing for clients or not? And then we as the firm, we don't have to go out and take care of who's actually going to be the guy ripping out the kitchen in this particular property and, and redoing it. I'm not going to do that granular stuff. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be the one surveying that. I'm not going to be the, the super on the job, making sure everything's taken care of. But we are going to bring the idea to the table for the clients so they can have solutions that they're not used to having. And, oh, by the way, a lot of people might say, well, I own some real estate, but is it a publicly traded REIT? Because if it is, you're still ebb and flowing with markets anyways. You have a non-traded asset and your volatility with the market is very similar. It makes zero sense. So you have to think through, how can I think differently here? Now, by the way, I'm not saying just go run and put all your money in real estate. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting is that you think about things differently by being proactive and having a comprehensive plan. There's an article coming out here. It's not published yet. I'm giving everybody a little bit of a precursor. It's going to be on Forbes here soon. And the article is going to be, it's going to be something in relation to how the coronavirus should change the way you invest. Soon to be published in Forbes. If you want to get that article, I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to us. Just send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at leanonthewall.com, info at leanonthewall.com. And as always, you got questions, you can reach out to us at leanonthewall.com. Listen, everybody. This is a time you got to wake up, you got to think differently, you got to do things differently, and you need, in my opinion, you need to have a comprehensive plan. You need to have it. Just like anything else that you do in life, you want to make sure every aspect of your life in relation to finances, how can you protect your wealth better? How can you invest it more efficiently? How can you make sure that you have a diversified plan, truly diversified, but not over-diversified? How can you make sure that you reduce taxation? How can you make sure your legacy plan and income plan are set up correctly? How do you protect against other risks out there like long-term care 
and lawsuits and other things like that. These are all things from a comprehensive perspective that we bring to the table for the families that we're working with. So if you've got a question about that, send an email to info at leanonthewall.com or go to leanonthewall.com and learn some things. Reach out to us, and we'll happy to get a team member on the horn with you and talk about some things there just to kind of talk through what that looks like. As always, our desire and goal is to help encourage you and challenge you with information so you can invest well, live well, and ultimately give well, and in that process, be in a place where you are planting shade trees under which you will never sit. That's forward thinking. Think about that as you get off this show, planting shade trees under which you will never sit. Share the show with someone that needs to hear it, someone that you know that says, you know what, they need to get this information in their ears as well. And we appreciate you leaving comments and feedback and rating the show as well, as that helps us get this content into more listeners' ears that need to hear it. Thanks so much for dialing in, and we'll talk to you next show. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.